What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my loves. This week's guest is Mara Hall. Mara Hall is an actress, producer, and author of Love Bombing, How to Avoid Narcissists, Scammers, and Unlock the Treasures of Self-Love. Uh, we spoke with Mara about her experience actually writing this book in real time as she was journaling her way through this very confusing and very disastrous relationship. This is a really delightful conversation, and we know you're going to chuckle along with us and learn a thing or two. So thanks for joining us for another week. We love you. Happy New Year, and we'll see you right on over on the other side. I'm 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 so curious about today's conversation. I think it's going to be really fun. We're sitting down with Mara Hall, um, actress, producer, but uh, you know, big reason why we have her here today is uh, she's the author of Love Bombing: How to Avoid Narcissists, Scammers, and Unlock the Treasures of Self Love. And uh, right off the bat, love bombing. <laughs> 
I, we were in the car on the way over here. <laughs> And uh, yeah. Jim was like, so what's the start lowdown on this guest? We're going to talk about love bombing. I feel like I love bomb. I do. So, no, no, no. Let me, let me just, let me clarify here. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to put the wrong message yet. I, yeah. He was very concerned about saying well, this on the podcast. Be, before we get into that, Mara, I would love for you to take a moment, uh, take the mic, introduce yourself, give us a little bit of insight into who Mara Hall is and uh, what, what led you from you know being an actress and a producer, what led you down the road to writing uh, writing a book? <sighs> so, uh, first of all, thank y'all for having me uh, on your podcast. I am very grateful to be here. Love bombing came from in the global pandemic. I was on a live streaming platform called Bego Live, and I met a guy. And he approached me. He was definitely younger than I was, wasn't my type. And long story short, he started love bonding me. We got into a relationship and went left. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was in the twilight zone. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I just had no clue what was going on, but something was not right. I thought he was bipolar. I thought something just, he, he was crazy. Something was just just totally wrong. And as I started peeling back the layers, I realized that this said person was a narcissist Mm. and they were using a tactic that narcissists use called love bombing, where someone tells you that you're the best thing since sliced bread, that you are, they want to spend the rest of their life with you, that they love you after knowing you for two minutes. And they pour it on thick and it's a very euphoric feeling. It's a very drug-like, intoxicating feeling where you feel like you're on cloud 25 and you don't want it to end. But what happens when you're dealing with a love bomber or a narcissist is that that love bombing stage is only temporary mm. and they start using other tactics with narcissism like devaluing and discarding and gaslighting and ghosting and all of these characteristics or things that they do repeat themselves mm. but as the victim of love bombing or narcissistic abuse you're trying to get back to the first stages of the love bombing stage where you're in eternal bliss and it never comes back. So that in a nutshell is what happened. I, I really didn't know what was going on. One of my friends told me, I think this guy is love bombing you. I was like, what the hell is love bombing? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and it just took me down a continuous rabbit hole of finding information about narcissism and what that entails. And I just realized that I was a victim of narcissistic abuse, but at the hands of love bombing at the mm. beginning of the relationship. Wow. I mean, what a, what a wild, uh, what a wild origin story to decide to write a book. You know, it's like, like that's, uh, I love that. Like that is, and not that I love that you went through that, but I love that you went through something that was so, you know, like likely heartbreaking and confusing and fucking traumatic. Absolutely. Um, But literally like right off the heels of that you're like I'm, people need to know yeah i'm gonna write a motherfucking book about this <laughs> because this is this just got to be out there you know it's like you, you didn't realize what you know you didn't see the narcissistic narcissistic tendencies you didn't see the love bomb you didn't know what it was didn't finding know. it out and going fuck it let's uh let's put this out to the world i love that 
Well, what happened was that I started journaling because Mm. I just really was losing my fucking mind, like Mm. dealing with this guy and talking to my friends and nobody understood just the amount of turmoil that I was under and the amount of pain and I couldn't let it go. Like that's a whole nother thing where you get trauma bonded to the individual where you can't escape their hooks and their claws and they just keep you in and they suck you back in over and over again. And it's like, what the fuck? Why am I doing this? Why am I still here? Well, I want to leave, abort, abort. And you can't leave, you know? And so I just started writing about it in journaling. And my friend told me, Mara, like, this could be a book. Like this mm. doesn't, like, I felt like I was in a whole telenovela, Days of Our Lives, Young and the Restless episode, and <laughs> it never ended. And I started journaling, and then I said, well, let me write about it. So I started writing about it, got a writing coach, and he took it a step further, saying, Mara, not only can you tell your story, but you can empower other people and inform them about what this is so that they won't have to go through the same thing you went through. Ooh. And that's that's where all of this came about. Right. You know what's so interesting is that... Y- as an actress, you've, or as an, yeah. And as an actress, you've had all these roles and I would imagine that some of them, like, I don't know, maybe it's just us cause we're doing this podcast, but I feel like narcissism and narcissist is like almost an archetype. Like yeah. you see it around and all the time. it's a, especially it, like, in the world of perform, like, it's act- I mean, fucking actors, like we, we both went to theater school. I, you oh. know, I, I, I was an actor for, we, we both have been actors for years. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you see a lot of narcissism in, in that world, you know, and you were saying before we started recording, you lived in LA. I mean, you know, you want to see some narcissistic tendency tendencies, hang out with a room full of actors and there, there's some, they're easy to spot sometimes. Well, I have a question on that note is like, what's the mm-hmm. difference between ego and, mm. and narcissism? Mm-hmm. There is a difference. Um, ego is just what it is, you know? It, it could be selfishness. Someone is just out there for themselves, just, you know, trying to to make a way. And if you're in the entertainment industry and you're an actor, you have to have a little bit of ego to get to said levels or to get to high levels. Totally. The difference between ego and narcissism is narcissists are soulless. They do everything to fill their narcissistic supply. It's all about they're empty on the inside and they are literally picking out empathic people to prey upon, to steal all of their good qualities because they don't have them. Mm -hmm. Is it a kind of psychopathy? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. I, I you, you said that, that, that they take your good, they take your good qualities and I almost see like a, like a like a spiritual like sucking of of like i'm gonna take i'm Sucky gonna take bus. your soul yeah yeah succubus yeah. and Jeze- jezebel all of that yeah it's very synonymous very synonymous like because that's what it if like it's literally you're having like once you get involved sexually with the person you're definitely soul tied to them your your chakras are connected like they they latch on to all of that yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 no escaping it once you get in it Okay, so I want to jump in now because we sort okay. of set this podcast up with uh, the, basically saying that I'm a love bomber, <laughs> and and I want to I want to clarify because I because uh, like you, Mara, I I don't really like I've heard the term love bombing, mm-hmm. but but um, the first time I ever heard the word love bomb was in uh, was we 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 both used to teach yoga at this this yoga community called uh, moto yoga which is like a, a form of hot yoga and at the teacher trainings 
you know, uh, one of the teachers, Dina, she was like, she was big on love bombing. Like we just, everyone wanted to love bomb on everybody. And it was, it was used as a term to like show affection to your peers and to, you know, your friends and your family. And so like, we were all love bombing on each other, all left, right and center, like complimenting <laughs> each other, telling us how we, we love each other, all that stuff. Right. So I was like, yeah, love bombing. That's nice. And then I was thinking, you know, while we were driving over here today, Friday was telling me about, you know, the conversation we were going to have. We were talking about love bombing. And I was like, and I read a little bit about love bombing before we hopped on with you. And I was like, God damn, I feel like, I feel like maybe I, I'm a love bomber. But, but I don't think it comes from a, from a place of narcissism. But the things that you said about love bombing, they really do, they do relate to me. So like, I have a history, I have a history of when I start falling in love with someone, mm-hmm. it's fast and hard. Like I'm like, I'm like full on like you hauler, you know, like th- three weeks in, I'm like, I want to like, I think this person should move in with me. Like I, I'm, I'm just like fully in love. And I, one of my, one of my like love languages is words of affirmation. Like affirmation. I just, I love pouring, you know, affirmation onto my partner. I love to like, I mean, I think today already, like 10 times I've told my girlfriend, like, I'm, I'm just so elated that I, that you're in my life. Like, I love you. So like, I, it's, I mean, Bridie can attest to it. You know, we, we married for over 10 years. I was the amount of times I say, I love you is it's just sickening. Yeah. However, (laughs) that, that, that like that love, that quality of love bombing, I have, I have, what I've noticed in my relationships is that it doesn't really dissipate like, because it's, it's something, it's the way that I show love. It's the way that I, that I feel like I can receive love as well. Like I, I love when someone tells me how much they, that I mean to them or whatever. Um, so I get like, I guess I, I guess like, in a in a way I do love bomb, but it's, but it's out of the goodness of my heart and that there's you, no, you, like, you're not a love bomber because okay, you just okay. said it's out the goodness of your heart. Okay. Okay. And, great, great, great. And if it's true. So here's the difference. <laughs> a narcissist love bombs to to control you. Mm. And the things that they're saying are not true. Mm. Like when they're telling you they love you, they don't really love you. Yeah, they're saying it as a tactic to get a tactic. their, their yes. needs met. Yes, right. To get their narcissistic supply yeah. met. What do you so mean you're by, not a love bombing. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by narcissistic supply? Not that I want to move along, but you, you've mentioned it now twice. Narcissistic supply and... It's like their mana. It's like their it's their power. Their prana. It's yeah, their it's prana. prana. It's, it, yeah. It's their it's their power. It's because, like I said, a narcissist doesn't have any soul. They don't have any any good in them. They're empty. So they prey on empathic people or empaths to get that energy or to get that good soul to get those good qualities that they don't exhibit or that they don't possess. And they what they do is they mirror you to copy everything that you're doing because they don't have it. Mm. So usually when you're in the love bombing stage, your narcissist will watch you, study you, and they'll copy everything that you're doing to make you think that you guys are one and the same. Mm. Oh, I like rap. Oh, you like rap? Oh, I love shopping. Oh, I love shopping. I love Alexander McQueen. Oh, that's my favorite designer. It's all lies Mm. to get you under their spell, to make you think that you're the same because you you really want a partner or someone that's like you. So you're like, oh my God, this is my soulmate. Mm-hmm. This is my life partner because we're the same, but we're not. There, it's all lies. Mm. It's interesting because all of our 
red flags would also be different in that situation. Like you're talking about someone who, who maybe even knows that they are narcissistic and this is how they need to function in the world. But I would imagine that some people like myself, I'm like, am I, am I narcissistic? You know, like, especially if you have a narcissistic parent or someone who exhibited Mm -hmm. that, you're like, Oh, how far from the tree does the apple fall? And like, yeah, you know, because, but like, I don't actually, I'm not actually saying that I, I have that concern, but no, but, but I mean, like, I think when we're talking about things like narcissism or Machiavellianism, like there, we all have tendencies. It's a spectrum, yeah. right? It's like there, we yeah. all, we all exist on the spectrum somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, when you but like talking about ego, like there's probably parts of everybody's ego that, that either leans into narcissism this way or, you know, leans away from it, but like we're, it, it is on a spectrum it's where it becomes problematic for yourself and for others that it becomes something that is like that needs to be addressed or needs to be called out. Um, so like, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you could look up like the definition of narcissism or like take a narcissism test and it would go, you score like, t- you know, like 2.3 out of 10 on the narcissism scale, yeah. uh, which is like, oh, it's a little bit narcissist, I guess, you know, it's not, but it's, it's not um, someone who is utilizing these tactics. Like that's a full blown, heavy on the spectrum narcissist, you know, and that's, heavy, and that's where the, the hurt comes in. Heavy on the spectrum. And, you know, what's really interesting is that usually narcissists have several people that they're gaining supply from. So mm. once you figure out what's going on with your fit narcissist, they have all type of tactics to get rid of you and move on to the next supply that they already had while they were dating you. So give you an example, the person that was my narcissist, had a girlfriend, didn't know this. And he also had two to three other people that he was talking to at the same time he was talking to me and using all of us for supply. So it just depends on who. So from what I gather is that he was on the outs with his girlfriend. So that's why he started with me. Okay. But then him and his girlfriend, I guess, got back together. And that's when he started to discard and disvalue me, devalue me. And when I started to ask more questions like, why aren't we doing this? Why have you changed? Why aren't you reciprocating the same behavior that I give to you? Then it became a problem. So he couldn't hold up all of um, the smoke and mirrors anymore. So he'll he'll get rid of you. Okay. And then what he's also doing, he's also grooming someone else in the in the wings to be the next supply once I don't work out and moves on to them quickly and does mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then while he's working on that person, there's always somebody else in the wing or past relationships or past supply that he always reaches back to touch back to to get supply from. Mm. So is the motivation behind the love bombing from what you can tell, is it it's to increase your reliance on their good opinion of you? On their good opinion and for you to be attached to them where mm-hmm. you won't want to leave, uh, well, where you will believe everything that they st- say, where you'll stay with them. So I'll give you an example. Once me and my person were done, he moved on with another girl, but moved on with her like the next day after we broke up. And started putting putting it on thick and telling her the same things. And I know this because I reached out to her and asked, you know, could I talk to you outside of the app? And and I asked her certain questions like, what did he tell you about me? Like he told her that we were just um, friends and I was obsessed with him and 
lies, Mm -hmm. but he was also love bombing her. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I want to marry you and take, cause she was married with three kids and uh, yeah, but he, so my person specifically targets plus size older women because he feels like they have low self-esteem or they'll put up with his tactics uh, because he feels like plus size older women, you know, are undesirable and people don't want them. So they'll put up with a lot of stuff, which is true to a certain extent. Um, he just met the wrong one with me because I didn't have low self-esteem. I just, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I ain't uh, taking that shit. Yeah. Cause I just didn't know what was going on. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought, but that's, that's what goes on. They have a lot of things going on. They have a lot of women or a lot of men. Cause it's not just men that are narcissists. Women are too. Mm. And they just play on your emotions and they try to control you. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah, I, I, and I suppose too, like, and you kind of touched on this earlier, Mara, but like, you know, when, when you, when you receive uh, affirmations like that, or or even mm-hmm. when you give, you know, when I give affirmations like that, it's it's a uh, it is an intoxicating feeling. It's a, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a huge endorphin boost. You know, it's yep. it's it's just as if it's just as effective as like, you know, when like your partner. Or some of your newly dating, you know, you know, the feeling of like you're dating someone for the very first time and like, you know, butterflies. yeah, you got the butterflies and then like, but like, it's really early on. It's like, I really like this person. Like, you know, we haven't even kissed, but like, I'm really interested in them. And then like they out of the blue, like without saying anything, they just choose to like hold your hand. And, and now you're holding hands with this person for the very first time. It's like, oh my God, fireworks. Like, you're just like, oh, it's elated. It's elation. Yes. Same thing happens when you have someone tell you things like. 
I think you're the most amazing person in the world. I think you're fucking beautiful. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Like those things, you hear that. And, and when you feel a similar way or, or when you feel connected to someone and you hear those things, it's like, that's, that's, that's as good as heroin. You know, like that's, that's like, you are just getting pumped full of, of endorphins, like dopamine through the roof, serotonin through the roof. Like it's just so nice. And so to, to be able to use that as a tactic to like sneakily fuck with that person, like it's just, that is so, it's so sad. Like it really is. It's such a sad, sad thing. Um, I, uh, one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious about is, um, you know, you, you decide to, you decide to write the book. Um, but where did you like, where did you, where do you, where do you start when you, when you're going to write about something that's so fresh, uh, you're going to write about something that like, uh, you know, you're hoping is to, you're, you're hoping to, to connect with a, a broader audience uh, to give them insight into something that is, you know, very valuable, very important. How do you know where to start? I didn't know where to start. That was, that was the reason why I found a writing coach and his name is AJ Joyner of Bluxy Books. Uh, right now he has, Bluxy is a publishing, like a self-publishing company, but it also is a website where if you have a book that you're trying to write, it will do it through artificial intelligence where you can recite what's going on in in your book to artificial intelligence and it transcribes it for you. And that's wow. where I started. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was just in its beta stage, so it wasn't ready. So I was like one of the first clients that he had that was able to use the the uh, the platform. But what I did was I paid for his services and he showed me what to do. And the first thing I think was writing an outline, an outline of the whole story. And I started there. And what was really crazy about this whole experience is that as I was writing the book, everything was happening in real time. Oh, wow. So I could literally, one, I talked to him on the phone and I would write it down. Everything that would happen, I would take notes and, because it it kept going on and on and on uh, because he kept the process of ghosting, gaslighting, repeat, ghost, gaslight, repeat, love bomb, repeat over and over again. And I just kept writing about it. And because most people won't believe the things that happen with the narcissist uh, because they make you think that you're crazy with the gaslighting or they send people out, which are called flying monkeys, where they're their allies and they take up for everything that the narcissist says. Mm. I started recording his conversations. So from those recordings that I that I recorded, I started just transcribing them verbatim in the Whoa. in the manuscript. Hey, but that's where what, I started from. Does flying monkeys come from like uh, Wizard of Oz? Like that like like the allies <laughs> to the, so. the wicked witch? I would imagine. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think yeah. So. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, so okay so now I have a, now I have a bunch of questions that that's so <laughs> fascinating I I'm like a I I fucking love AI I I think AI is like I'm a I, I'm I'm equally terrified and and excited about AI um I I think it could go two two ways one uh one way awesome another way um the the end of civil civilization very exciting um <laughs> but <laughs> very interesting to like know that you know, you're going through this in the heat of the moment, you're utilizing this AI algorithm to like help you 
formulate the 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 structure of the book. Um, so cool, so fascinating. But one thing that I'm kind of curious about is, you know, while writing while writing a book about the emotional abuse that you're yes. going through and writing it while you're going through it. Was there a point where you started to kind of see what was happening um, or like approach what was happening from a vantage point of like, okay, I now know that I'm no, I'm no longer like attached to this person and I'm like checked out. However, almost like a investigative journalist, I'm going to see this through and allow it to continue a little bit longer so that I can like gain the knowledge and the, the familiarity with the tactics that are being used on me in order to successfully come to a completion with this book. You know what I mean? Like, like if it's happening in the moment, like was there a moment where you went, fuck this fucking guy, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to lead him on (laughs) so I can finish this fucking book. Yeah. Yeah has a hard time conceiving how that would be possible. Yes. But let me tell you, when you're in it, it's a lot harder to see from a third person perspective than you might think. <clears throat> especially, you know, especially and again to like to the to the point of where you're coming from, especially in a position I can imagine where again, you know, you're getting that that affirmation constantly it's, I mean, it's just like, it's just this confusing melting pot of fuckery where you're like, I I feel like there's something here, but constantly questioning yourself and, and, you know, feeling like, did you ever have a moment where you're like, maybe I am the crazy person. Maybe I am the problem. No, Mm. because you had a a whole lifetime of being, of being Mara. No, I, I knew I wasn't crazy, but he was making me feel like I was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I started recording the conversations Mm. because it just didn't make any sense at all. Um, It it didn't make any sense. It just was just a whirlwind of foolishness. And I knew that if I didn't record these said conversations, nobody would believe it. Nobody would understand. And just back to your point about when you're in it, nobody understands. Like everyone would say, well, why don't you leave? Why don't you do X, Y, and Z? And you can't. And it's it's nothing that can heal it or, or stop you in this whole process until it's just, you know, time goes by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. Where, where you had not encountered this before in relationships, was it enough to have your friends sort of reflecting back on you? Like, yeah, you're right. Like there this isn't what you usually experience or did you at any point be like I think I need to talk to a therapist about this? So from the beginning there were red flags uh because everything was moving so fast and a lot of my friends said, "Hey, this is moving too fast. You don't know this person. What are you doing?" And I would say the same thing like, you know, why wouldn't this person be you know, into me? Why wouldn't they like me the way that I like them? Because I'm an amazing person. So I thought it was okay not knowing anything about love bombing or narcissism, and this is what they do. But there were several red flags. And in the middle of it, I immediately started getting um, 
therapy from psychologists, from a spiritual advisor, but it's nothing that you can do to help a narcissist. They're mm-hmm. going to be hurt. They're going to be damaged. They're going to continue to to hurt you and, and try to damage you because mm-hmm. they're, they're really messed up. At, at what point did you like pull the plug and just like completely vacate the situation? I tried to pull the plug like the first time when he put a restraining order out against me. Holy. Yeah. So that would make you feel that would make me feel crazy if I was like, wait a second. Yeah. This should be the other way around. Yeah, it should be because I live in Atlanta. He lives in New York. How am I harassing you? And so that was the first thing. And I was like, okay, since he has this against me, I can't contact him. I can't do anything with with you. I can't answer your phone calls because if I do, I will be in contempt. And so that's what I tried to do. But true narcissistic form call you 20 times in a day, every day until you answer. Yeah. And then the whole time he has this restraining order against me, he's calling me, he's video timing. I mean, just the whole nine yards. I'm like, wait a second, you have a restraining order against me. But the empath in me, the good person in me sees the potential in him and the hope that there's there that's there with him or the potential for hope. And you stay and you keep getting sucked into it over and over again. Does it make you feel bad about being an empath? Like, you know, is there a moment where you're like, maybe I got to shut this. This is too easy to access and hijack. I got to shut, shut this down. Maybe like, maybe I, should do you feel like it's changed you at all in in your outlook on like when someone approaches you would you say it's it's made you feel more suspicious or more closed awa- off oh yeah more mm. closed off like is it harder to win your heart now it's definitely changed me this whole process has changed me tremendously uh but i'm not going to change who i am as, as a, a sensitive, loving person, it's just everybody doesn't have access to that. Mm-hmm. You have to show me in your actions if you're even worthy of my energy. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. Whereas before, oh, I love everybody. Give me a hug. Yeah. Like when I would go on sets, oh my gosh, I love you. You're amazing. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. It's business. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> until I really get to know you and then you know, the, I think also the pandemic has changed so many people. Like people yeah. are different now. Yeah. People are like not okay. <laughs> like a mm. lot of people need therapy. A lot of people need mental health professionals to help them through their problems and their trials and their tribulations. And at the end of the day, people are very selfish now and they're mm. all about themselves. So it's totally changed me, but it's changed me to have boundaries for what I'm going to allow and who I'm going to allow in my life. If you're not about Mara and and being as good to me as I am to myself, then you can't be in my space, in my sphere. Mm. Out of the process of writing, you know, writing your first book, um, what are what are some triumphs that you've experienced in that in that creative journey? Writing is therapy. Writing is healing. Writing is cathartic. Uh it also showed me that you can turn your pain into purpose. Mm. You could turn your, your pain into purpose and that 
you can do something that's totally outside of your bandwidth. Like I'm not an author at all. I don't know how to write a book. And then this whole process of marketing and trying to figure out how to get it out here is a whole nother can of paint mm-hmm. <laughs> that is very, very daunting and challenging, but you can do anything if you put your mind to it and, and just focus on the work and the rewards will come. Mm. Do you think you have another book in mm-hmm. you? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I started writing book number two, but with book number one, just taking all of my energy and my edges, yeah. I had to let it go. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> we shall I, see. I Can mean, we continue? Yeah, it's something I've thought about over the years, you know, like just the process of, of writing a book um, and you know, I've thought about it probably more than most people would think of. I don't think a lot of people think about writing a book, you know, so it's like... I think a lot of people do. Think do you, do you, think, you think a lot of people think about I think it's books? on a lot of people's bucket list. Right. I think that, I think mm. there's a reason, there's a there's a cliche of everyone's got a book in them. Yeah, sure, And right. I think that's why. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about it a lot, but I also, but so much so that I'm like, there's no fucking way. Dude, it there, would have I've, a lot I've, of I've pictures. I've spoken to enough authors. I can see it. I'm like, it wouldn't have a lot of words in it. It would have a lot of pictures. A lot of pictures. <laughs> a lot of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of pictures. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, the book, uh, the book again, folks, uh, love bombing, how to avoid narcissists, scammers and unlock the treasures of self love. Um, it's available for pre-order now. Correct. Correct. Uh, love bombing the book.com. Correct. Um, uh, what, what the, you know, unlock the treasures of self-love. Um, what in, in terms of the, you know, the subtitle there, what's, what's the message that you're trying to push forward with that, with that notion of like finding self-love, unlocking self-love? Um, what's, what, you how know, does that help you avoid narcissists? Yeah. You have to deal with whatever childhood traumas you have. We all have things that we've we've dealt with. For me, it's always been my weight and not feeling validated because I was heavy set. You gotta deal with that shit. You mm. gotta talk about it. You have to 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 do the root work to get all of that out. Because if you do that, you will unlock who you truly are and you will know who you are. When you look in the mirror, you know you love yourself. You know that you're amazing.com.biz.co.uk and nobody (laughs) can pull any bullshit on you (laughs) if you've done the work. Mm -hmm. And so unlocking those treasures is just knowing who you are, dealing with whatever past traumas you have, childhood traumas, working through it so that you can be your best self in your adult life. Mm. I I absolutely love that, especially in that you are a person who is an accomplished actor with credits. Your job is to be seen and heard, and you've done been doing this your whole life. And then this person came along and saw your Achilles heel, it sounds like, mm. and went went for it. Went for it. And that showed you. And how do you think it's going to change your act yourself? How does Ooh. that change has changed you as an, as an actor, as a performer? How is it? Oh my goodness. So it makes me a better actor, I think, because it makes me more vulnerable. 
it allows me to make better choices and better and better decisions when I'm in front of the camera or when I'm auditioning. Uh, it gives me just more depth, depth and insight into being more grounded. And, you know, whereas before I was like the fat, funny girl. Well, now I've, I've lost 83 pounds. I'm still funny, but I'm thick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like not to be played with. Yeah, I can be funny. But don't let this don't let the smooth taste fool you. So just making me a, a more focused actor, a more present actor, just listening and 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 connecting deeper with the people that I, I work with and seeing them as whole people all the time, because mm. I would expect for them to reciprocate that to me as well. Very cool. I love that. Thank yeah. You. Thank you so um, much. Again, folks, lovebombingthebook.com. Uh, it's available for pre-order now. Mara, thank you for, for coming on here today and sharing your experience, uh, giving us a bit of insight into how, you know, you can turn your pain into, uh, into something valuable, into art. Um, and uh, yeah, we really, really appreciate it. It's been really sweet. Yeah. And I appreciate you guys for having me. And any way that I can support you, please let me know. Thank you. Oh, oh, and follow me on Instagram, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how can people find you? That's <laughs> yeah. right. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. At Mara underscore Hall. And for the book, it's at Love Bombing the Book. Amazing. Amazing. Sweet. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. All right, there we have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation that we just had. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast further, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. And uh, if you want to uh, support the podcast even further than that, which you can. Wow. You can You're go to, so kind and thoughtful and so generous. Thoughtful, so generous. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on uh, to become a patron and help us uh, keep this podcast afloat. Well, if you want to reach out to us, turn me on podcast at gmail.com is always open for all of your messages. That's the best way to get in touch. If you have a question for us, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show, or if you just want to send us a little love note, uh, email money transfer, uh, all of that sex toy, <laughs> you know, we're, we're our email inbox is open to you. That is it for this week. Until next week. Why don't you go touch yourself? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.